0: Welcome to On The Edge with April Mahoney Brains and Jody Blue. Uh, found her in Australia. Since I talked to her, she don't went to France and come back. She is doing the MOST Brains. We're going to talk about that and a whole lot. She is a yoga instructor. I want to ask her a little bit about yoga and how yoga prepares the body for meditation. I want to talk about some of the challenges that she's overcome. I want to ask her what it was like to be a uh, nice arm candy for a particular suitor at a young age and how that, that really impacted her uh, because I want other young women to take that into consideration. Now, don't get me wrong. I, you know, I I had a nice older gentleman that was kind to me at an early age, but you have to be careful with that. You got to know what you're getting into. And then when it doesn't land the way that it lands, who are you as the person? We'll talk to her about that and a whole lot more. Welcome to the show, Jordy.
1: Thank you, Queen. It's so lovely to be here. So honored to um, be on your show. Thanks well, for I'm having glad me. glad to have you.
0: You look so nice and refreshed. I guess that's what France does to you, huh? <laughs> exactly. You wouldn't even
2: know that I've been eating cheese for three weeks. <laughs>
0: oh, I know. I know. I went there. I had a good time, too. Uh, so tell us a little bit about you and how you show up in the world.
1: So I am a yoga teacher, a women's empowerment coach, an international speaker, and an author. Mm. Um, But I wasn't always all these things. (laughs) It's taken me a while to get here. Um, A little bit about how I show up in the world. I just like to bring what I call fuck yes energy sorry if I'm not allowed to swear but that is my you know (laughs) that's one of my favorite words I don't use it on here but that's fine I get you Yeah. yeah so I use that word sparingly because it I think it really brings home the point of how I like to show up in the world I think it's important that when you show up as your authentic self and you can shine your light bright it actually has a ripple effect on those around you and then you allow others to shine their light and then by the time you know it there's a whole lighted community around you and you're you literally a getting- rainbow yeah that's
0: right <laughs> so you are young and vivacious um but you've had some challenges and some struggles tell us a little bit have- about that
1: yeah so as I mentioned earlier, I wasn't always showing up this way to the world. So I have a long history of drug and alcohol addiction. I grew up, I went to high school in Florida. I grew up in the States. Um, I'm currently residing in Australia, but um, going to high school in Florida. I don't know if any of you listeners out there are from Florida, but if you are, you'll know what I mean. <laughs> it's a little bit crazy. And um, I
2: know
0: my I daughter don- just, my daughter just came back and she says, mom, those Floridians, it's a lawless land. It's a lawless
1: yep. (laughs) yeah there's some interesting people down there for sure um yeah so unfortunately when I was 15 I had a super traumatic head injury I got into a car accident and I nearly died it was a miracle that I survived um but that left me with the front frontal lobe of my brain severely affected so that's your decision making and your rational thinking. Now I was already experimenting with drugs and alcohol before the accident but that kind of just made my life go very downhill. Um, I tumbled into a heroin addiction um, ended up you know caught up in that whole opioid epidemic that happened back in Florida 10-15 years ago and it was some really dark days for me um I was never consciously suicidal, but the way that I was behaving, a therapy, a therapist once told me that it, it was a reflection of someone not wanting to be here anymore on a subconscious level because I was just so reckless with the combination of my um, head injury and the drug and alcohol abuse. Things were just wild, like I got kicked out of school, I got arrested, um, I crashed cars, I should have died about five or six different times, um, I overdosed on alcohol and I overdosed on other drugs many times, so yeah, it was it was pretty heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, I got clean off the heroin by the grace of God when I was 19 years old. I actually had to find my ex-boyfriend's body um, when we were traveling in Vietnam. And that was a whole traumatic experience in itself because you, you were getting high on some Vietnam heroin. That's right, yeah. <laughs> so that's yeah,
0: right. I, I, heard it, that that, I heard that. I heard that that is the straight. That is the straight horse right there. Yeah, that, 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 that's that, right. that's where they. On
1: that. No, that's where they grow all the poppies over there. So yeah, it was very pure. We were being very reckless, and unfortunately, he didn't make it. And um, yeah, that even though it was a horrible, terrible experience and God rest his soul. RIP Andre, I think of you all the time. Um, it is what helped me, you know, stop. Cause that was my wake up call. That could have been me so easily and by the grace of God, it wasn't. So, um, so yeah, I got off the heroin, but then I was I was only 19 and I still had a whole college career ahead of me of playing beer pong and smoking oh. blunts. And so I, you know, I didn't touch the hard stuff anymore, but I was still doing other recreational drugs and I turned to alcohol. And I didn't realize at the time, but I had just switched my addiction over to alcohol. Um, and because, you know, for the listeners out there that go to college in America, you know what it's like over there. It's wild, and everyone around me was also you know drinking pretty much every night and but I, I was still getting through school I have my bachelor's in criminology which is extremely <laughs> oh, <dramatic. wow. laughs> That's ironic. And I know I, I was actually a teaching assistant as well so I was like grading people's papers while I was like snorting lines of cocaine it was it's so insane <laughs> but you know like that was a double life. yeah <laughs> I was living this double life um I was very good at what as well during this time at pretending like everything was okay on the outside um I'm pretty sure everyone I interacted with just thought I was a pretty happy go lucky person but i i was really good at faking it i i wasn't confident but i was good at portraying i had the confidence so that led me into you know the end of college i was about 22 and right as i was finishing my degree i met um in a a businessman who was from australia and we ended up having a relationship together which is how i ended up down here in australia um he was a little bit older and um pretty wealthy so At that time, I thought he was kind of my savior because I was going down, you know, a pretty dark path in Denver. I didn't have a job lined up after college. And I just remember, like, always having this void in me from probably when I was about 13, when I moved moved to Florida cuz i grew up in Colorado and then my family moved to Florida when i was about 12 13 and that's when i felt that void begin to open up of not belonging and of not knowing my friends, friends and yeah yeah and was, lessons, getting your period i
0: get it yeah but, i was Okay so let's, so let's dial back though you know and and parents i want yeah, you so i want they're... you to listen to this i want you to listen to this because uh your kids don't come with a template they don't come with a set of excuses. We do the best that we can, but we also come with some baggage. We got some shit too. A lot of times parents aren't honest. A lot of times they try to cover it up. A lot of times they try to buy you, you know, influence you. Uh, or sometimes they don't even really recognize what's going on. Where were your parents in in the scheme of all of this? Because you were doing the
1: most. <laughs> I yeah.
0: I would have whooped your ass now, me.
1: <laughs> I was yeah. So, um I come from a very very loving, caring family. Um and my parents were always there to support me. I'm so lucky without them I definitely wouldn't be alive. Um so they I think that they could see in me what I couldn't see in myself at the time. And they knew I was going to make it through all of this stuff, but they just didn't really know how to handle me. I was very good at manipulating them. Um, I was very good at telling them what they wanted to hear to get what I wanted out of the situation, but it definitely took its toll on my family. Like I still have massive regret from those years in high school. I caused so much worry and turmoil to my poor parents. They were constantly worried if I was going to survive or not. Um. So are yeah. Were you an only child? No, I have a younger brother as well.
0: Okay. And so, you know, and, and the damage of the ripple effect, because- you know, the, the extra attention that he could have gotten was all sent over to Jody, Jordy, because mm-hmm. she was showing up and showing out. So what would you say to a 14, 15, 16-year-old girl that's in that situation that's struggling right now? What would you say to her?
1: Hmm. I would tell her that you are enough and that you do belong in this world, and that it's going to be okay, you will figure it out. But I would also just emphasize that drugs and alcohol, they are not your solution. They actually dim your light, you think that you might do them to fit in. I know a lot of kids at that age are starting to experiment with drugs and alcohol. But it for me it actually ostracized me because I was I would take it too far and then people didn't want to be around me because I would be like the drunk crazy girl um so I would just say stay on a straightened arrow and do things that you love to do if you love to play sport play sport if you love to play the piano do that like pursue the things that make your soul happy and you will get onto the right path it'll just take you know some time if yeah. you're going through that and get the support you need. Like if you are struggling and you, you do recognize that you might be partying a bit too much. Don't be afraid to ask for help. I had to ask for help. And it, th- that saved my life. It did Now, when you were with this,
0: uh, with this, this older gentleman, did he see the signs and symptoms of what was going on? Or, you know, maybe in a, off kind of way a contributor because you know you got you got a bankroll you got the black card <laughs> you can get
2: anything.
1: yeah yeah so um you know the party just kind of continued when I came to australia um at, and you have to remember at that time, I was not under the impression that I had an alcohol problem. I thought I was a normal drinker quote unquote because I was around people that drank as much, if not more than I did, and that party just like I did so um. I don't think he really knew what he was getting himself into, to be frank, but he, like, there was also, the situation was that there was a lot of alcohol around anyway, so. Well,
0: and, you know,
1: you want to be,
0: because this person is older, you want to have that air of sophistication. You mm-hmm. don't necessarily want to be the oldest one in the room, but you want to fit in. Mm-hmm. And so, or sometimes you feel uncomfortable because there might be Older, more mature people, or that person that's looking at you and look at that y- young girl and all the whispering and all that. So, there's a lot of other outside noises and outside influences. At this point in your life, uh, Jordy, how do you turn down the volume on all those outside noises?
1: Well, I didn't know how to, April. Like, I didn't know where the volume button was at that stage. I was just at that age starting to get serious about yoga. And I knew that there was something there for me that was gonna help me. But you know, I was still drinking every day, I was still carrying on and I I was I was dealing with the, that voice by numbing it out and turning the volume down with my vodka and my margaritas mm. because that's that is how was how I knew how to deal with my emotions since I was 12, 13 years old when I first Started drinking. um, I never really learned how to cope with my emotions and my negative thoughts as an adult. And I think that's very common as um, people who have struggled with drugs and alcohol. Like most people start at a pretty young age and we never fully know how to be an adult. Like it's like almost we miss the book of being an adult in a way.
0: (laughs) Right. Cause you were numb, you know, you were numb the whole time and you avoided. Yeah. Okay. So now do you consider yourself a, a yogi? absolutely yeah all right so break that down to us frame that for my people that are not aware and what is the power of yoga and how did it can how did it help you conform into the woman that you are right now
1: so my mom introduced me to yoga when I was about 15 16 right after my accident actually she in her attempts to save me was um taking me all sorts of energy healers reiki yoga very spiritual based woman and um so I had the seeds planted since I was, you know, younger, but I wasn't ready to hear the message and hear all of yoga had to offer. And then I would do yoga in college, but I kind of just did it as a way to sweat out the toxins from the night before. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Um, and I, I was, I was an ex gymnast, so I was a competitive gymnast for my whole childhood, and um, so yoga kind of was an easy transition in, into like some sort of exercise if you want to call it that um and then when i moved to australia you know 10 years ago i i started going to a studio here in sydney and that's when i really began to deepen my practice and i was like ooh something is happening here on a much deeper level because i would feel at peace that's what really kept me sane for the first few years that i lived in australia because i wasn't working i didn't have a purpose to wake up for. So I would just go to yoga every day. And um, I got really curious about this deep shift happening. And that's when I signed up to do my yoga teacher training. And I learned so much about the rich history of yoga. So yoga is so much more than just getting bendy on your mat. There is a whole philosophy behind it there's a whole way of life behind yoga and it's you know a practice that has survived the test of time this has been around for over five thousand years it originated in India if, for those of you who aren't aware and um it, it it's popular for a reason right and um it it really shows you how to live and it's all about your mind control so what I've been on a journey in the last few years especially is um controlling. The thoughts in your mind, because our mind can be our greatest friend or our greatest enemy. And that's kind of what yoga was doing for me. It was helping me quiet that mind, like finding that volume button that you were talking about earlier. That's how I started to find it through yoga, through meditation. And um, yeah, so I did my yoga teacher training and started diving into the yoga scene here in Sydney. And yeah, when I, um, me and my partner uh, broke up, the, the Australian guy, I had no work experience for five years. I had a huge gap in my resume and I faked my way through a job interview, which was extremely hard because at the time I had zero self-confidence or self-worth and I was still an active addiction. I faked my way through a job interview to get a manager position at a yoga studio and then yeah i just i got the yoga position i started teaching and through teaching you learn more right um one of my coaches always says that's how you know that you have mastered something so to speak i mean i don't think anyone ever masters anything but you know um when you can absorb the information and then regurgitate it in your own words and that's what i was doing with yoga and it's just been an an incredible journey i've been full-time well part-time teaching for the last four years now. And wow. it has saved my life, it really has.
0: And it's a way of life, like she said, brains. It's not just, again, getting bendy on the mat. I like that, that's cute. But mm-hmm. it's connecting with the breath, it's connect- connecting with source. I tell people all the time, you gotta go deep. Um, mm-hmm. And if you go deep and you pay attention to your breath, you'd be surprised at how flexible your body will become. Because the the breath controls everything. That was our very first gift, and that will be our very last gift on this planet. Quieting the monkey mind. Uh, I was talking to my husband the other day, and he goes, "Baby, I can't get into meditation like you." And I said, "Well, because you have an expectation. Get get light with it. Get jiggy with it. You know, you don't have to sit up here and feel that you have to, you know, chant, moan." guided meditation, music meditation, just be quiet, just be still and listen. And that's very hard for people to do because it's like a cash register. It's always ringing something up. The bell is always ringing on that. So now you've come to this awakening. You're looking like $5 million. (laughs) Thank Um, you. You're you're all happy and you're in this yoga place. Uh,
1: What's on your life list? What are your aspirations? What are your goals? Oh, my goals. I have some big goals, April. Um. Ever since I was younger, I always knew I was going to help people in some way. I didn't know what that was going to look like but I knew that was going to be my mission. And I also love being on stage. <laughs> I don't know if that's a center of attention thing. And it was It was when I was drinking. You know, I was not liking that. I was not a good center of attention when I was drinking, but I've harnessed that power now. Um, the reason I share that is because I have big aspirations of being a huge international speaker. I have already gotten some gigs. I'm actually going to Paris in March for an International Women's Conference to speak there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love being on stage and sharing my message with the world because I think it can help people if I can drag myself out of heroin and alcohol addiction like anyone can I my darkest days were then I never thought I was gonna make it out and I, I I have this power inside of me like Back then, I knew that it was there, but I didn't know how to tap into it. And now that I've been able to tap into it, I feel like it's my duty in this lifetime to share it with people. So I am um, a women's empowerment coach, as I mentioned in the beginning. I have big plans for that business. I'm currently recording my um, course. It's called SOAR. It's a course on how to overcome your habits that might be holding you back and um to tap into again your fuck yes energy and live mm-hmm. your dream life um so yeah i'm just kind of watching it all unfold i have a book actually coming out in a couple days that i'm a part of i know
0: i was given yeah. to that <laughs> so that, that's a great segue so tell us what is going to be in the pages of the book outside of what you've already shared with us how do you you know
1: ignite that uh fuck energy <laughs> so the book is called dream to rise and it's an anthology of chapters from inspiring women that have risen from darkness to light and in that book i have my um the chapter of mine and it kind of goes a little bit more in depth into my story and what um has helped me overcome you know my struggles and has gotten me to where i am today
0: that's amazing because Mm -hmm. documenting it is very powerful brains, Uh, keeping a journal, again, don't overthink it. You don't have to sit there and write. My journals are a trip because I draw pictures in mine, I put pictures in mine, I color in it. You know, it's where I am in the moment. It's what I'm feeling. You know, I get all in my feelings. And that's all you're supposed to do. You're supposed to have an outlet. And then I turned around and I looked at some journals that I wrote a couple years ago and I'm going, wow. Look how I have, you know, fell off. You know, I was doing great on that diet and now look at me, I'm all swole. (laughs) Or Mm -hmm. I look at myself and say, wow, you know, you started a podcast, you were one of the pioneers and here you are still consistent 21 years later. So it's a way for you to tell your testimony. It's a way for you to be accountable, not to other people, but to be accountable to self. Because that's the most important thing. You can have coaches, teachers, preachers, parents, all of that. But if you can't look yourself in the mirror and do the breath work and do the mirror work. You know, I did some mirror work a few years ago. I couldn't sit there and look at myself more than like four or five minutes. I did some mirror work and I sat there for 45 minutes and I cried like a baby. Because you see something that you've never saw before. It's not just... The reflection, because Al Sharpton taught me that. Uh, he said, it's not about the reflection. It's also a mirror to make corrections and make adjustments. So you've made these adjustments in your life. You've got goals. You've got aspirations. Um, in your coaching program, you're going to run across young millennials or even older women that have struggled with um, how do you get them to be consistent? again, you know you're recovering from drugs and alcohol. I don't know what it's like to you know be on when I and I forgive me for asking you to go deep, but were you snorting it, injecting it? No, I was injecting it. Ah, chihuahua. Mm-hmm. So your whole body is craving this. Mm foreign drug and again he was doing that Vietnam heroin that's where it come from brains and they come over here and get cut like 20 times and then (laughs) but you know how do you encourage them to stay consistent what's your what's your your go-to
1: so for me um when I first started my sobriety journey daily habits were extremely important So stopping things that don't make you feel good and starting things that do make you feel good. Mm -hmm. Um, And at the beginning, especially if you're in active addiction, that seems like a huge task. It seems like a mountain that you're never going to get over. But I just had to really dig deep and realize that you don't have to be, you know, 100% better tomorrow. You just have to make changes 1% every day, a little better. So I started so small. I started doing a morning routine of two minutes of meditation and five minutes of stretching in the morning. So for me, my morning routine is extremely important. I like to start my day putting energy in rather than giving it out. So I don't get on my phone when I wake up right away. I give myself a couple minutes to just connect and really breathe. And at first I didn't feel that connection. Like I, You know, my mind was all over the place. My spiritual connection wasn't very strong. Um, But I had faith and I trusted in breathwork and meditation and yoga because I saw it working for other people. And I was consistent with those things in particular. Um, And for me, exercise is a really big um, part of getting out of my monkey brain. So implementing things like exercise, spending time in nature, um, surrounding yourself with people who are on the path that you want to be on. So if you're hanging out with only party friends, unfortunately, we're the sum of the five people we spend the most time with, right? So you got to kind of change up your environment as well if you're wanting to make those big changes. But like I said before, it sounds overwhelming in the beginning. You just have to start small. And I also studied habits, the science of habits. So I do things like habit stacking and the, ha- the habit loop I've studied. Yeah, in your- I just finished reading that
0: Atomic Habits. Yeah, it's so good. It's, it's so cool. And again, stacking habits, you know, it's like, oh, okay, well, I'm editing. I know I have to do that. So I have a little bike peddler under my uh, desk. So I do that. Um, and I make a promise to myself and a commitment to myself,
1: but I'm yeah. also grateful hmm. Yes. And cultivating an attitude of gratitude has been one of the biggest game changers in my life. Again, in the beginning, when I first started doing this, I thought it was a bunch of, you know, bullshit, but writing in a gratitude journal, writing the three things that you're grateful for at the end of the day, and really raising your vibration on um, raising your energy up. And over time, it, you will start to feel a difference. You just have to be consistent with those things. And doing things like you just mentioned, mirror work. Mirror work is so powerful. Breath work, all yeah, that,
0: of that. Yeah, that mirror work is, that's that's heavy duty, brave. And I'm telling you, you don't have to do a lot. When you get into it, you'll start asking the questions. You'll start having the conversations with the reflection that you see. But just, just trip for a minute. Just sit there in front of the mirror, big mirror. Don't say nothing. And just look at yourself. And the things that will come up, you'll be like, damn it. who else is in the room then you tap into the subconscious mind and meet those other five or six people that you didn't know existed there you will be on a psychedelic trip without drugs you (laughs) best believe that all right so let's have some fun stuff let's do serious stuff Uh, (laughs) what's the why are you still in australia of all places why do you like it there
1: oh i love it here i love the beaches i love the culture the people it's super laid back but the ocean here is just amazing it's just yeah there's something so healing about it um yeah and the culture like i mentioned it's just very laid back it's it's not too different from america but it's different enough where you know, you really feel like you're just you're down under. I just uh, yeah,
2: you know. but
0: Australia is strict. I mean, when they lock you down and they got some rules, there's not no whole bunch of negotiation. You follow a law with the you, you conform. Where I, you came from the lawless <laughs> land of Florida. <laughs>
1: Yes, exactly. No, and that's why I kind of like it because people just get on with things here and they just do what they got to do to make things run smoothly. And, you know, there's no guns here. No one can get a gun. Um, There's not that much crime as a result. I feel very safe when I walk around. Um, And yeah, there's a really beautiful expat community of like, Sydney's very international. So I have a really amazing group of friends here um that I just totally have built a little you know family away from home <laughs>
0: okay well that's good if you were an appliance in the kitchen Jordy, what appliance would you be oh an appliance in the kitchen
2: I have to say blender a blender yeah okay <laughs> now would you be a blender or would you be a Vitamix which one Ooh, would you Vitamix Vitamix for <laughs> sure <laughs> I can do all the things <laughs> I know you can do everything I'd be an
0: air fryer Oh, okay. I like that. Because I can keep it crispy and juicy. I don't have to have a lot of grease. It comes out good every time. I love it. <laughs> there you going. go. If you, if you were an animal, what animal would you be? Lion.
1: A lioness, for sure. Why? Because I just love big cat energy. Um, I just... I like I like the way they move. I think they're, they're like, sly. Um, they... They, they run in a pack as well. Like family is really important to me. Um, So I love, you know, the little pride of lions. Yeah. Um, and are yeah. You bit,
0: are you a little bit of a predator? Ooh, <laughs> I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> and, and well, I mean, you know, keep it transparent 100%. There's nothing wrong with sneaking up on your prey and then putting your claws into it. There's nothing wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you, you're taking control. Okay. Yeah. I used to be the party animal. Okay. Mm-hmm. i'm not the party animal no i think i'd be an elephant oh i like that yeah because they're big they're strong they're majestic uh they never forget they mm-hmm. take care of their children they travel they're right they're wise and they can crush your butt if they have to <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, love them. I love it i love them. um what's your favorite flavor of ice cream
1: Ooh, salted caramel white chocolate chip Oh,
0: that white chocolate chip! I never
1: had. Oh that. yeah, they have a, a ice cream place down the road here. It's like this beautiful Italian gelato place, and they oh, have okay, that's there. that's a
0: whole different thing. Gelato, I was in, and, <laughs> and the gelato in Europe is brains. They try, but it is oh, not yeah. the same. It is, it's, it's magical, and it lays on your palate for like hours. You can still kind of feel it. It's just great. <laughs> out of all the places that you've traveled, which which are out, outside of living in Australia, what's one of your favorite places? I would
2: have
1: to say Cape Town, South Africa. Really. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorite cities in the world. um I just—it's so beautiful. They have you have Table Mountain right there, and just the landscape is amazing. The food—I mean, the wine. When I, I was there, when I was drinking, so the wineries. <laughs> but and like then you can go on a safari that day and see all the wild animals. I got to see my whole little lion pride when I was there. Oh, wow, so,
0: that is wonderful. That is so wonderful, and um. What do you want your legacy to be, Jordy?
1: Ooh, hitting me with a big one. My legacy. I would love to inspire people to make the changes in their life that they need to, to live as the best version of themselves.
0: Well, That is a tall order. And I think that you can fit the bill (laughs) because um, you're not just, you know, you're not just talking the talk. You've walked the walk. You're still young. You've got a lot to offer. Um, You still got a lot of learning to do because it's not over. I'm 61 and I still got some learning to do. I learned some stuff today, (laughs) actually. (laughs) Uh, And uh, gratitude, respect, self-love, preservation, Um, All those things are so pivotal, but they're also very fragile. So I'm glad that you hold them and you embrace them in a yogi type of way. Um, I love yoga. I need to be more disciplined. Damn it. I was doing it like six, seven days in a row. I was feeling like $500. And now I feel like 50 (laughs) cents. (laughs) well you don't look like 50 cent girl yeah i'm feeling it because i was walking and i said i'm getting ready to go to thailand and Mm. i I have to get myself together because that's a lot of walking and so i said well let me start being consistent so i'm going to go back and re-listen to this interview not once not twice but three times because once you do something three times it's embedded in you Uh, And that's going to be my encouragement. So thank you for that. And my motivation to stay consistent with what I'm doing and to, uh, you know, bend and breathe and also be quiet and listen. Thank you so much for being here on the show with me and my brain, sweet honey. Uh, Be sure to tell us how to get in contact with you because we want to follow you. We want to check out the anthology when it comes out. We want to purchase a copy. We want to hear other people's story and inspiration. Um, uh, we want to see you on the big stage because I'm gonna be watching. Okay. <laughs> so how do we get in contact with you?
1: Absolutely. So you can head to my website. It's com, or my Instagram um at geordy underscore blue. It's spelled a bit funny. So hopefully we can write it somewhere in the notes of this podcast so you can get a hold of me. And I'm actually kicking off. 2024 with a 30 day habit reset challenge. It's called Time to Soar in 24. So we take flight on the 8th of January. That gives you a whole week after New Year's Eve to recoup and get ready to start um, 2024 the right way. So yeah, that's also on my website if you're keen to hear more about that.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, those cheeks are just rosy and just popping and you look like you are in the best face ever. Franks, jump over to my space. (laughs) 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 go like love share and subscribe jordy i need you to subscribe too uh like love share and subscribe the good news with everybody i take my time to edit and vet individuals that come on this show i'm not going to give you sloppy seconds i'm only going to give you what the best is people that have recovered people that are inspiring people that are seeking uh people that are healing uh, and people that are, you know, killing it, making a whole lot of money. So wherever you need, I got it here on the edge. Thank you so much. I appreciate you and value you and wish you all the best, Jordy.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate
0: you too. Bye, right. <laughs> brains. Handle your business. Counting on you. <laughs>